You don't become a man until your father dies. And I believe that. I truly believe that. You don't become a man until your father dies. And that's so true. You're going to make me cry now. <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's, and it's something which I've grappled with. I'm the eldest of five boys. Mm. I'm the, and I, I literally tweeted about this last week. Mm. Saying, you know, I must be the strongest father, mm. a strongest man at my father's funeral. I, I know plenty of guys that um, um, they don't have fathers in their lives. Right, either the father has passed away. I, I do know quite a few of the fathers passed away, but they still don't have it in them. Yeah, so no, what's exactly. the cause of that? The cause of lack of charisma, the lack of majesty. I, I actually want to talk to you about this. This because you're you're a doctor, right? Yeah. So, uh, and not to not to objectify you, but you've got it all going on, right? You've got the you've got the you've got the looks going on. You've got the height. You've got the build. Then you're a doctor. So, like on paper, you have it all going on, right? But you 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 said to me, if I remember this correctly, you said to me like on on the phone, we had this conversation before, and you said like, you still do you you still kind of feel like masculinity wise, you still feel like there's something missing, or do you feel like no, you've got it you've got it all covered and all conquered? How do you feel? I think masculinity is a journey. It's never right. a destination. Okay. And it's 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 um. Masculinity for me, modern masculinity in the purest sense of the word, like Rajula, Arabic word Rajula, Rajula yeah. being a man, yeah. manhood, so yeah. to speak. It's never something you conquer or conquest. It's always, yeah. it's always. It's not something you become. No, exactly. It's it's a process of refinement. Okay. So for me, I think I'm on the journey of that uh, of self actualization. I think you have to look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs. So the the apex of that triangle. So you've got the basic survival needs: shelter, food, medicine you know, warmth, and uh, at the top is self-actualization. For me, you'll never reach that, but you've got to aim for that, if you know what I mean. You'll never, you'll never reach the summit of that, but you always have to aim for that. Okay. Once you aim for that, you'll always have a purpose to wake up. Once you reach that, you know, like athletes, when they win a gold medal or something. They want the next one. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. a lot of the time, though, especially when I was working in sports medicine, they'd, they'd hit a period of depression because they've, they've, achieve what the, what they set out to achieve and they haven't got something to exactly to. so you see them crying in the dressing room literally i've seen it they'd win a gold medal 100 meter race give me so okay, I, I guess you probably can't mention names i can't mention give, names give yeah. me give me like a really specific example though. okay a really specific example is sydney olympics so that okay. was year 2000 you went all the way down no no there. No, no, no i didn't go but okay. it's just a story for okay. two, a sydney olympics okay so there's a break there's quite a few british athletes actually they won their long distance races okay and they were crying in the dressing room uh, boxers. Despite winning gold. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They've won. They've won it. But they're like, okay, now it's existential uh, pain that hits them. So now I've won it. I've, you know, ostensibly I've, I've done what I set out to do. A yeah. lot of boxers become depressed after winning a world title. A no, great example. Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury, Mac Tyson. So many people, you know, these are modern examples. They go into bouts of severe depression, although they're the best in the world. Because their aim was to become the best. Now they've achieved that aim. There's no other aim. Exactly. Because become purposeless. Yeah, absolutely. So what gives you happiness is purpose. And this is why Islam is so important for me. Islam gives me a purpose. Even if I'm lacking a worldly purpose, I've got an otherworldly purpose. Okay. And that is achieving... Let, let's talk about more than... Re, 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 well, say that word for me again. Rajula. Rajula. Yeah. I know it comes from Jalal, right? The, the, the attribute of Allah is Jalal, mm -hmm. which is majesty. Mm -hmm. but what, does that, what does the word majesty mean to you? Majesty. Jalal. Jalal, yeah. yeah. So we... Uh, glorify Allah by yeah. by saying Zul Jalal wa So yeah. Jalal, you know, lofted and majestic. Majest yeah, what does the word majestic mean to you? I'll tell you what it means to me in a second. But uh -huh. you tell me what it means to you. 
That's a good word. When I look at majesty, yeah. I will never... It's not something which I see now. I, I, I associate majesty. My connotations of the word is like Mughal era, yeah. majesty, mm. nice clothes, regal, mm. Mm. you know, wearing... Mm. Chand- not chandeliers, but you're wearing all these ornaments mm. and being ornate. Mm. This is majestic, your setup. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> not the white setup, not with the stairs over there. A but I think bit. it's yeah, no, so majest- right. majestic, yeah. Like, you know, like now we've got His Majesty, yeah. King Charles, mm. His Majesty. Yeah. What does that mean, though? Majestic <laughs> means something regal. You know, mm. kingly. Mm. You know. Yeah, but what? Yeah, you, the, I'm, I'm, I'm saying, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pressing you for a reason, right? I'm trying to get right to the essence of it. I'm pressing you for a reason because mm. what, what, like, what's the difference between? So you, you, uh, not to get like overly, like, um, what do you call it? I don't want to get overly crude about it, but, but if you go back to ancient times, the difference between a pauper and a king, right? You could, you can dress the pauper in the same. You know, you must have seen this movie, The Prince and the Pauper, for example. It was a very famous old film. Right, okay. It's probably, it's probably, in fact, it's probably a little bit before your time. Yeah. It was before my time as well, but they were they were doing repeats. Uh, but um, you can you can dress. You you you, not, you don't see this in modern movies, I don't mm. think. But you can dress like a um, you can dress a uh, you would in that movie, for example, you can dress the pauper in the same clothes as the king, yeah, yeah. or the prince. But the people can still tell the difference is because the way the prince carries himself. Very true. Right. And you know, there's a really good example. There's a really good example of this in this uh, in a movie. Have you seen Gajni? Yeah, Amir Khan. Yeah, Amir Khan. Where he gets jacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if you remember. I don't know if you remember the scene. He gets a head injury or something, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you remember the scene. There's a scene where um, the girl she's she's got to go to a charity do because of work. And she's told him that, oh, um, Sanjay Singhani is supposed to be like this big CEO, big big guy and everything. And she's like, oh, um, uh, I know Sanjay, he's my boyfriend. I know Sanjay Singhani, but she doesn't. She's just told a lie at work to impress them. And now all of a sudden they're like, you have to bring him to our charity do for work. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to get some other, she's trying to get hold of another guy to pretend to be Sanjay Singhani, right? So she puts a suit on him. She's training him up. And he just doesn't. He just doesn't have the charisma. Yeah, 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 he doesn't yeah, yeah. have the body language. Yeah, and it just doesn't work. And then yeah. Amr Khan, who is Sanjay Singhania, but she doesn't know because she's she's right. So he comes in and he wears the same jacket, and immediately like, yeah, this guy's yeah, the CEO. Yeah, yeah, it's the aura, isn't it? It's the aura, yeah. And again, it goes back to something about it's about mindset. Hmm. So poverty and wealth is not material. It's it's a mindset. Hmm. So this is why I'm so big on mindset coaching. Right. A lot of guys say to me, you know, I want to get in shape yeah i'm like coming in shape is number three in your priorities getting in shape the first thing is strengthen your mindset get your mindset in shape okay how do you do that though strengthen okay so it goes back to trying to become someone mm. and they say fake it till you make it but i'll always say don't fake it till you make it become the person right now so yeah. for instance when i was growing up you know big big sports fan boxing and i'm from sheffield so you know big boxing city yeah. nasim hamed yeah, and yeah, you know all yeah. these guys yeah. and I've always been in shape because I'm like, look, would Nassim do this? Would Kel Brook do this? Would Johnny Nelson do this? Mm. And then you almost imitate them and say, would they do this? Would they actually go out and eat chicken, you know, whatever, Donner and... Chicken and, and Yeah, stuff, exactly. Yeah. No, they wouldn't. So if you want to be like them physically, yeah. emulate their mindset right now. Mm. So for me, it's actually, um, you know, almost uh, embedding, you know, imprinting, imprinting their lifestyle into yours straight away. It's what James Clear says in, in Atomic Habits. Yeah. He says, you know, always ask yourself, will a person with a six-pack do this? 
will a person like Gajini, that great shape, that yeah, he was, yeah. would he do this? And you always ask yourself these questions mm. and you'll know the answer for yourself. If they mm. wouldn't do it, then you don't do it as well. Yeah, it's hard though. We've had a lot of very similar experiences, but you and I both know we haven't been taught this. We haven't been taught this. Uh, and that's something I teach at the uni University of Masculinity, yeah. teaching things your father didn't teach you, yeah. how to dress, how to speak, how to... You know, you, you always tell me off like, you know, don't get overly excited. Don't get overly uh, childish. Don't, you know, sit properly. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's been telling me all of these things, yeah. for, but for whatever reason, it hasn't filtered through. But, but can you, a question for you, or it's more of a rhetorical question, yeah. is can you pass down charisma? Can you can you teach someone charisma? No, I don't think you can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think you can. You can't, yeah. So yeah. I, I, it's, and it's not that I don't have. I have yeah. a charisma of. I'm not to be self-aggrandizing. I have a charisma of my mm. own, but it's not. Absolutely, it's, it's not that. Yeah, it's yeah. a different kind. It's not yeah. that. I want. I want what, what he's. Got. I want yeah. that. You know. I think. I think yours. Having met you today and spoken to you on the phone and seen your content, you've got a very nice polished corporate yeah. charisma. Mm. It's, it's nice. It's like a more yeah. Yeah. like you know refined version of your yeah. dad's. It's more like an intellectual. Yeah, thing. exactly. It's more of a, this guy's an intellectual. Or yeah. This guy's a, basically, but what my dad's got like, the rugged thing. Going yeah, he's the got raw the, charisma. The, 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 he's, he's got the like you know you don't you don't you don't like I've I've constantly noticed this with my father right, and I'm only sharing these examples because you'll have seen them as well. I I, 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 I like. I remember once I went to Turkey, uh, these guys, that they'd met my dad beforehand, mm. they'd met him and everything, and they behaved a very certain way mm. around my father, right? Um, and not, not, to, not to compare, but I have the same level, I, I probably have, in some ways I have more religiosity than my dad, mm. right, in a lot of ways. Uh, and that's not to belittle my father in any way or anything like that. But my, and I noticed that there were certain things that they didn't do around my father. Mm. Right, mm. the certain lack of religiosity, certain lack of conservative behavior, and all this. I went there a month later. Yeah, it, they were being loose. They everything. I just literally just turned up, and they were behaving a particular way. And as soon as my dad's name got mentioned, yes, yeah, 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 straight up, just all straight and straightened up. And I'm like, that. That's the thing that I don't have. Mm. And it, I don't. It's. I don't want to have it because I want to go around whacking everybody on the head. Yeah. I just don't. I, he's not getting mistreated. I, yeah. just, I, I and I just don't want to be mistreated. And but he, whatever it is that he has, mm. I don't have that. But also, I think that's something, and I completely get that. And yeah. my, my father's the same. And I think it's something that get, get that gets built up over time. And they say, you don't become a man until your father dies. And I believe that. I truly believe that. You don't become a man until your father dies. And that's so true. You're gonna make me cry now. <laughs> it's, it's no. It's and it's something which I've grappled with. I'm the eldest of five boys. Mm. I'm the, and I, I literally tweeted about this last week, mm. saying, you know, I must be the strongest father, mm. a strongest man at my father's funeral. I must be that that mm. strongest guy. I've got, you know, five younger siblings, four younger brothers. Uh, of them, four of you know brothers. I must be there. I must be there. And mm. uh, and as a doctor, they're gonna expect me to, yeah. to wash and shroud. Yeah, everything. I do it all the time. Even yeah. in our community, if there's mm. a death. Mm. Because I'm a doctor, they mm. say, you know, wash, you know, can you help wash the body? Because you know how to manipulate yeah. the body, etc. You know, yeah, all that yeah. stuff. So, obviously, for my father, that'll be the case. If the natural order, mm. we never know when death is. Yeah. We could yeah. get hit by a bus tomorrow. You yeah, know, you never yeah, know. Yeah. But that, if the natural order prevails, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's your grandfather died, and your father dies, and you know, then your sons bury you, mm. and it's subhanallah, this is the mm. natural order of the universe, or, mm. or you know, of Allah subhanahu wa taala. So. They say you don't become a man until your father dies. And this can also be attributed to Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He grew up with our father. Mm. He didn't meet his father. He was six mm. months. Mm. Yeah, I think he was six months. Or was he five? No, no, five, five was, was his mother. mother. Yeah, so six months, six months. Yeah. 
or maybe even before he was born, I'm not sure. Um, or maybe Amna, his mother. Um, but it was very early. Very early, yeah. He didn't really have a relationship exactly. with his father. Exactly, and yeah. his uh, paternal uncle became like a father figure mm. to him, Abu Talib. Mm. A grandfather, then his uncle. So, and they say um, he had to become a man very early on. Because he didn't have a father growing up. And this charisma you talk about, it's very, it's very important because my father has it. And I can't put my finger on it. I'm like, I, you know, me and you both worked in yeah. London, corporate. Yeah. We've done corporate events and corporate speaking. And we've grown up in the same city. Yeah, exactly. Predominantly. Absolutely. But our it's father. Missing from it's, us. Mo- it's mis- missing from yeah. us. And, and you're right. It's that. It's that. But, but you know, I, I know, I know, I know loads of boys. Mm-hmm. And I know plenty of guys that um, they're, um, they don't have fathers in their lives. Mm-hmm. Right, either the father has passed away. I, I do know quite a few. The father's passed away, or and, and this is not this is not to take from what you're saying. Yeah. I'm just I'm just giving you the the observ- of my observation. Um, the fathers have passed away, or the fathers are no longer in the picture, but they still don't have it in them. Yeah, no. So what's exactly. the cause of that? The cause of lack of charisma, the lack of majesty, uh, majesty mm. and charisma. There is a difference in majesty and charisma. I would say. Okay, I think because Char- Char- something that's charisma, some, something that's charismatic, mm-hmm. it's almost that person has a bit of a shine to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But majesty is is almost like you don't mess with that person. Almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't, uh, you don't misbehave with that person. You don't become loose with that person. I think mm. I get, that's I, just my. Uh, I get that, but um, I don't like using the word majesty, and even when it's but the, but that's what rijal means. Yeah, uh, Jalal, and rijal comes from that. Oh, okay. Um, that's where I, it comes from. Okay, okay. <laughs> Because majesty for me... And Ibn Arabi talks about it. Ibn Arabi uh, talks about majesty and beauty. Okay. Yeah, so, beauty, says, yeah. Allah has, Allah has majesty and Allah yeah. has beauty. And, then, and, then, and they, are, they are like mirrors of each other. Interesting, so, yeah. So, 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 so my sheikhs always taught me, and it, it's, there's, there's, there's actually a book that's been written. I don't remember the exact history of mm. this book now, but there was, there was, there was a, a very prominent sheikh mm. in uh, Morocco. Uh-huh. And um, he he wrote a book. Okay. This was two hundred years ago. Uh-huh. He wrote this book in Arabic. Yeah. And then um, it wasn't it wasn't translated until about I think 20, ten or twenty years ago. Mm. And it was on it was never copied. It was only taught in that in that uh, masjid. Right. And the book was called The Meaning of Man. And and many Shiuk have said that after like the Quran and the the the, the stuff from that comes from directly from Allah and the prophets and everything in terms of the transformation of man said this book is the most important book that's ever Interesting. been written. it's called the meaning of man i need i need to read this yes yeah. but the, i've got the uh... book the problem is the way that the book has been translated yeah. um it's uh, it's too difficult to understand i've tried i've tried reading it it's... that's a job for you Khodum. you should translate that book uh, i don't speak arabic because yeah, but you know what? If anyone can do it, you can do it. Because you know, you've written the book, Billion yeah. Dollar Muslim. <laughs> Big props to you for that. Thank you. And you're from Nottingham. Big shout out to Dr. Musharraf. He's translated the, yeah. uh, the Quran into English a couple of times. Well, um, we might have to get him to translate this book. Absolutely. We and might have to get him to do it. I literally tweeted about this about an hour ago. Yeah. Before I set off, I, t- I tweeted the same thing about the Quran being transformative. Because yeah. I saw a video recently saying the amount of inmates who are converting to Islam mm. is astronomical. Mm. Latinas mm. in America, mm. uh, Afro-Caribbean mm. in the UK, white, you know, Caucasians in the UK converting to Islam en masse because of the transformative nature of the Quran. The Bible's given to them, the Quran's given to them in prison freely. You can take religious books mm. with you or you can, you know, ask. Transform and they're transformative. Quran is transformative because it is hard hitting. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
does not beat around the bush. It's direct but poetic. Mm. It's beautiful. That's majesty. Majesty, exactly. The way mm. he's talked. So going back to majesty. I'll... I can tell you a little bit more about this book if you this want. This book but... is great, by the way. Okay. Yeah, no, I want to learn about it. Let me just tell you a little bit more and then you, 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 you respond. But basically, the, um, in the book, the, it, uh, the, in, uh, it's called The Meaning of Man. And this this book, like the entire book, near enough. I've only mm. read bits of it, and my sheikh had to give my sheikh had to give me running commentary on mm. on the book, right? So he explained some of it to me, yeah. and it was mind blowing. And like he explained something to me, it took me a week to understand that is that intense. But um, uh, the entire book just talks about majesty and beauty. Mm. That's all it talks about, and it talks about like beauty is uh, like being gathered to something. So when we say we're, we're gathered to something, like the child is gathered to his mother, the mother seems beautiful to him. So yeah. he, he wants her, he needs her. Majesty is like having separation. I'm not in need of you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like the king. Yes. The king doesn't need you, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the pope needs the king. Yeah. That's right. The pope is full of need. That's yeah, why he's yeah. all like, oh, I, you know, he's clinging to everything. The mm. king is like, I'm without need. I'm without want. So that's why he has the majesty. And I think, I think the difference between, I don't know, I don't know what the difference is between our parents and us. But I think us, us guys, our generation, I think, I think we've become more needy. I don't know why we have, but I think we have. It goes back to masculinity, simping. Yeah. You know the the phenomenon of simping, yeah, where men, oh, when where, where men um, pedestalized women, yeah, simping, yeah. And I think their generation didn't do that exactly. Their yeah. generation were men, not putting people on pedestals. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. But why is our generation doing it? I, I can explain it medically, by the way. Go on, you, yeah, explain it medically. Men's testosterone levels have been declining yeah. since the last 34 years. You know, it's very interesting you say that because it's so <laughs> funny because the last last doctor that I had on was also called Dr. Monaf and she said the same thing. She said the exact same thing as testosterone. It's true, it's yeah. true. And uh, men's testosterone has been declining and this yeah. is a, a hormone Allah has given us yeah. to make us mandy. Mm. Allah has given women estrogen yeah. and prolactin to make mm. them womanly. Mm. That's decreasing in women. Mm. But their testosterone is increasing, men's estrogen is increasing, and our testosterone is decreasing. What's the fix? What's the fix? The fix is eat well, mm. sleep well, um, spiritual diseases, mm. cleanse yourself, mm. envy. That, that affects testosterone course, as well. Of course, of yeah, course. Yeah. If you're envious and you're mm. not sleeping at night, you're anxious because someone's got this nice car, mm. or someone looks a certain way, someone's married a, a beautiful woman, yeah, and whatever, yeah. whatever, you know, there's so yeah. much jealousy. Say, mashallah, and may mm. Allah bless, bless, it, bless it. it. And say, yeah. you know, uh, may Allah increase you, mm. but also may Allah give me the same. Mm. Envy is when you don't want the person to have it. You want to have it, but you mm. don't want the person to have it as well. Mm. Envy is bad. Mm. Envy is bad. And this is a spiritual disease. And I always say, you can tell someone's envious because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removes the nur from their face. Mm. They, you know, and this goes back to spirituality. In mm. Morocco, I, I had a chap on my podcast a few months ago. If you type in Men of God mm. podcast, men, I did it called Men of God about this. He's a Moroccan guy, went to Senegal, West Africa, and, and he meet these guys and they are nur on their face. Nur is enlightenment, mm. but it's more than that. It's, you know, a resplendent... Being free of... Yeah, exactly. Mm. Being free of uh, validation. Yeah. And people are seeking validation. Mm. But spiritual diseases... There's actually a guy not far from me in Leicester. He wrote a book about spiritual diseases and how to remedy them. Mm. It's a book on, online that I think came out last year. Okay. And every person, man, woman or child, Muslim or non-Muslim, should read this. 
because they affect everyone. Lust, greed, mm. envy, enmity. I think enmity, envy is massive. Oh, envy is, and in our community, Asian community. Yeah, yeah. and pro- especially amongst men. Yeah. But we hide it. I think we mask yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. We hide it. As all of us men, we kind of hide it. Yeah. Like, I, you know, um, the, the, the one thing in me that, that is very different to others, it's really funny. So I, I, I noticed this growing up. If one guy met another guy that was good looking, the good looking guy got bullied by all the non good looking guys. Yeah. To, to, to be crude about it, the non good looking guys, right? Mm-hmm. I was the only person that didn't have this going on. Mm-hmm. I, if if you're a good looking guy, Marshall. Yeah, thank you. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I, like, I, I can appreciate, I mean, you've, you're like proper, I mean, you're like a proper Bollywood movie <laughs> star. But I can, I can, I, I think, I suspect you probably get a lot of men that are envious of you. I, I'm one of, when I've got you sitting across from me, I admire it. Thank I you, suspect bro. I suspect there's a lot of other guys who would meet somebody like you. For them, it would be I think it would bring out a lot of envy in them. Fragile masculinity, yeah. where they. Uh, uh, but it's very it's very rare for somebody like me to not uh, to 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 not be uh, not not feel insecure about it. That's good, it, and, and, you know. and that's the way we should be. You know, yeah. having a heart cleanse because everything from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, everything is from but, Him. But how do you? Uh, let me ask you this question: How do you feel? When another guy compliments you on, on, on how you look, how does it make you feel? Depends where it's coming from. With okay. you, I'm not coming from okay, sin- a genuine sincerity. Place. Yeah. Okay. I know that. Um, when it depends on you know, tone. Okay. And uh, a lot of guys won't compliment you. Yeah. Uh, they deliberately try and break you down. Exactly. Yeah. But I've become so strong now. Because I, I know, look, beauty, yeah. firstly, it's not from you. It's yeah. from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. And secondly, it can become a test for you. Like Yusuf, yeah. Yusuf al-Islam. Yeah, so yeah. don't take it too seriously. Okay. okay. It's from... Look at, it's ephemeral as well. Exactly. It? Yeah. It's from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. My skin, your skin, we're going to get eaten by the same maggots. Yeah. Maggots don't care. Mm. <laughs> you know? The maggots yeah. in 50 years time or five years time, they don't care. Mm. They're going to eat us the same. Mm. So I don't really care. Like obviously, you know, it's it's good. It's going back to majesty, by the way. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala equally is beautiful, yeah, and loves beauty. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a hadith. Um, Wahubu Jamal. I don't know the yeah. first part, but it says Allah is beautiful mm. and Allah loves beauty. Mm. So of course, you know, mm. dress yourself nicely, mm. groom yourself, because mm. Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the greatest yeah. man of all time, was yeah. the most well groomed, by the way. Yeah, groomed, oil mm. on his beard, mm. sometimes had braids, mm. put gold in his eyes, smelt nice, mm. nice pearly white teeth. He was the most handsome man of his time mm. and of all time. Mm. So grooming, we should we should take pride in it. Mm. But don't you know? Don't worship it. Don't mm. worship your mm. your physique, etc. Be in good shape, because you know your body is an amanat. Mm. It's it's a, it's a blessing. Yeah. It's a vessel for your soul. It's a chamber mm. for your soul. It's a vehicle mm. for your mm. soul. Your body is a vehicle mm. to get you to the next life, mm. and and it harbors your soul. Mm. But don't worship your body. But I've been but absolutely be in good shape. Take Rasul, care of it. Yeah. was in good shape. Yeah. He never had a belly. Mm. He fasted for mm. many many days. Mm. You know he had. They said he had broad shoulders. He mm. was a medium height, mm. medium build. He had broad mm. shoulders. No belly mm. was a strong man, mm. so be in physical, physically good shape. But the thing is, then we have this worship of self. Mm. This we mentioned this off air. Yeah, narcissism. Mm. And who who, who was narcissus? Mm. He was like this Greek, you know, Greek mythology. Narcissus fell in love with his own shadow in mm. his own reflection in, in the river. Yeah. He yeah. fell in love with it. Yeah. So don't fall in love with yourself because mm. it can get taken away from you. Anything. I I know I know a couple of guys who are also probably not on your level, but they're good looking guys. They've got. They've they've got the they've you know tall they've got the broad shoulder thing going on right they've got the whole thing going on, and it's not just it's a couple of guys where I've had this and I've complimented them gen- genuinely and mm. sincerely they've hated it they've actually they've actually um, uh, adversely reacted to it yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, and I I I find that to be so telling yeah I think that could be insecurity on their uh, on their part but the thing is 
um, you know, we all age. Mashallah, mm. you've aged incredibly well. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Like, I, I was really, really... I've still, I've still got, you know... You've got, you got my, inshallah, I'll give you life. I, I've, I've got a Chinese medicine doctor looking after me. Uh, that's have why. you actually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. you know, because my grandfather had it. Acupuncture. I've got acupuncture. Herb. I basically, uh, to be, to be, uh, not to, to discredit you anyway, but I've, I've stopped all mainstream medicine. Should do. I've I agree. Moved, I've moved away from uh, medicine. It's poison. Med- pills yeah. or poison. And this is what I say to my patients. Pills or poison. So then what do you do then? So me, I always practice holistic medicine. Okay. So we've got a company called Blueprint Inc. Right. Blueprint Inc. Yeah. We help CEOs optimize their well-being. Okay. But you, so you're not doing it with like pills or anything? No, then? no pills. Oh, right. But, so if you look at my LinkedIn, okay. transformation without tablets and therapy. Oh, I see. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, without. I, I thought you were very kind of mainstream. Because you no. mentioned sports medicine and everything. Yeah, so I thought you were like very mainstream. No, no. So sports medicine is more for the elite psychology mindset. Okay, okay. I understand okay. elite mindset. Oh, right. So, no, no. I'm again, my, my respect level for you is just bumped up like thank two you. notches. <laughs> thank you, brother. Black coffee, fasting, prayer, meditation, yeah. uh, you know, cumin, black seed oil. Yeah. yeah all these things. Right. And, and, you know, honey, okay. dates. Uh, hijama. So I've basically, I'll tell you what I've done. Um, I haven't been to, I haven't been to a GP since 2008. I like that. Okay. Because why? They're all out of shape and like they're all, Uh, yeah, yeah. They're all all pre-diabetic themselves. Why would you go to someone? So I haven't been to a GP since 2008. Um, I, I haven't had a paracetamol, I think, since probably 2017. Yeah. Even if, even if I get a storming headache, I won't take, uh, uh, probably maybe 2018 when I was really desperate, a nasty headache. I haven't taken any any vitamin supplements, chemicals, or anything since probably about 2018. And then um, I've done a lot of walking, but I don't do running and weight training. Mm. And then I've done qigong. And then what else have I done? Um, and then I've had herbs and acupuncture. Good. And between all of those things, that's probably what's doing it. I, th- I think the, the thing that's done it the most is actually chaga mushroom is what's done it the most. I think it was uh, chaga mushroom that that uh, apparently uh, when i started taking chaga mushroom i took i think i took it for about um six months okay and that's when people started saying it actually no there were two stages when people started saying it to me quite a bit there was one stage where i started taking black seed oil but I, i've stopped taking black seed oil because it's very heating and I, i've got a lot of heat in my body and does, i need, to, yeah, I need yeah, to cool yeah. it down so black seed oil i think was was uh, people said then then um uh, then I started taking chaga, which is also heating. So that's why I've stopped taking it because I need cooling stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Chaga mushroom is when people said it. And then um, qigong. Qigong. No, After no. the qigong. Qigong, I love qigong. You know qigong, uh, uh, because you and I have got very similar ancestry, which is like this Patan, Geek, Greek, and maybe some Chinese ancestry. Yeah. Because, it's, you know, the the mountains like Hunza Valley. And the, yeah. Hunza Valley. You yeah. Probably, your, your Gilgit, answer. Baltistan. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, Shilijit and all these things come from there. Are, yeah. So I'm taking yeah. the honey at the moment that uh, comes from there. Uh-huh. It's called, you know, you must have heard of Mad Honey. No, I've not heard of it. Well, I'm, Joe Rogan and all these guys have oh, been talking about it. Oh, because I know Manuka. Manuka honey and... Uh, um, Asil from um, from Yemen. Okay. Yemeni honey. Yeah. Uh, yeah Sidr yeah. from. Yeah. Um, yeah. Forgot the name. So this this honey comes from the rhododendron plant, uh, okay. and it's you have to go right high up in the in the cliffs. It's very dangerous for them. They have to climb up the cliffs and to get hold of this honey. Mm-hmm. And it has the largest bees in the world that pollinate this plant. Where is this? It's in the it's in the Nepalese mountains in the uh, Himalayas. Uh. And apparently, apparently, those bees are like the friend, even though they're the biggest bees and the kind of the most dangerous bees, they're actually the most friendliest bees in the world. Apparently, Amazing. I'm not sure how true that is, but I've I've heard this. And it's so beautiful how Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said in the Quran, He told the bees to go to yeah. the mountains. Yeah, and these are the mountains. Subhanallah. Yeah. Um, a a real dietary hack. Yeah. 
a you know biohacking i don't like the word biohacking okay. i prefer bio-optimization okay hacking means mm. you know like you, you it's a you're cheating or glitching mm. it's not okay. cheating because these have been been done for thousands of years because it's kind of it's like a loaded term like cyber hacking yeah right? exactly yeah. cyber hacking yeah. and even ethical hacking i don't like yeah. that word yeah so i like the word bio-optimization yeah and that's what we do at blueprint inc we okay. actually bio-optimize ceos yeah and uh, you know that's what it's about optimization if you're yeah. running at three out of ten let's get yeah. it to eight out of ten so yeah. we optimize their sleep their health or their diet but going back to a real you know a a hack so to speak peruvian chocolate honestly i think my wife would like to hear about this yeah yeah peruvian dark chocolate what does that do it's like 85 in the peru in the i think it's the andes mountain range right i'm not sure i've not been to south america so i don't know the geography i think it's the andes peruvian um cacao raw cacao okay best in the world and ross edgley who's actually a local lad he's from loughborough or okay. grantham i think but he works okay. in loughborough okay he's written a book called the world's fittest book so i recommend all your viewers and listeners okay. to, to check it out yeah check it out ross edgley okay but the, what does this chocolate oh, do? so he has one every day yeah and make it if you don't like hot chocolate that's quite dark okay. have it in your make hot chocolate from it okay okay so hot chocolate or make okay. a mocha you know when you okay. get yeah uh, which is interesting by the way mocha comes from the arabic yeah. word in, in in yemen okay so you can make mocha where you mix ch- chocolate and coffee so you just put the coffee in hot you know hot water on there and okay. the, the chocolate will melt it's very bitter but yeah peruvian chocolate I can get it from Waitrose and these things. Um, it's amazing. This is a, It's got very high amounts of uh, polyphenols and tannins and all these things. For, you know, for good for the skin. And good I can for the s- prostate. Absolutely. And I yeah. can say to the listeners, well, to the viewers, sorry, Hodum looks young on camera. <laughs> uh, he's even younger looking in real life, mashallah. And I genuinely thought, hand on heart, you were my age. <laughs> no, knocked about 10 I'm well years, into my 40s. Knocked about 10 years off your age. And again, it <laughs> shows because... I tweeted yesterday or maybe yesterday. By the way, Dr. Asif official for t- tweets. I yeah. just, it's, it's not even, I just have my stream of consciousness and I just tweet anything that comes to my mind. It's like my journaling. I'm going to get my wife on this chocolate. She, my wife loves chocolate. I'm yeah. going to get her on this. Peruvian, Peruvian chocolate. Um, yeah. Best in the world. So if you want good coffee. So you just melt it. Yeah, it's so basic. she can just melt it in a pan because she has a, my wife has a hot chocolate every night. Okay, so and and uh, and you know I, I can't I just there's no there's you, I, I can't have this conversation like can you stop eating chocolate? This conversation is not going to happen. No, no. So I might as well just give her a chocolate that's exactly. good for her. Exactly, it's not going to happen. So she, her soft spot is chocolate. But give okay. her, give her your anniversary was last week by the way, wasn't it? Yeah, ha- happy anniversary. No, no, it was a birthday. Oh, birthday, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I should have given it a then. Yeah. I didn't know. So per, there's some couple of good brands you can find on Amazon. So uh, you can get it from M&S. Yeah, you can. Get, I'm not sure. I know Waitrose do it. So if you go to some coffee shops, by the right. way, um, Peruvian chocolate, but okay. also it's the same. It's similar to Ecuadorian, Chilean, because it's the same mountain range. Right. It's cacao, which is in this mountain yeah. range. Yeah. And uh, 85%, 90%. And what you do, I've got a coffee machine at home. Okay. I get a piece of dark yeah. chocolate yeah. and the espresso, yeah. you know, comes pours mm. out and the chocolate melts. Okay. And so I get the chocolate, okay. very dark chocolate, mm. and the coffee. Okay. Put a bit of milk in there. Yeah. So I've got a mocha. Okay. But if she likes dark chocolate, but to tell me more about like these, t- like because I I know a little bit uh, because I I uh, the way that I look at herbs and um, what plants do, I kind of look at them in terms of like hot, cold, the astringent, pungent, that kind of yeah. stuff. But tell me like tell me what do like tannins, polyphenols, what do these things do to the body? Okay, so they're very good because I always look at bio optimization. Yeah. Okay. So. These are antioxidants. They yeah. clean up free radicals. Okay. Our body is in a constant inflamed state. Yeah. We are inflamed. Yeah. Yeah. In our joints ache. Yeah. 
our college. So in Chinese medicine, it would be called heat. You see, heat exactly inflammation, yeah. and yeah. that is heat. But in medicine yeah. as well, you yeah. know. So we can measure inflammation okay. in medicine by something called a CRP, C-reactive protein. You might have heard of it. Yes. Or ESR. Yeah. Every, I need one of these blood tests. Can you arrange me one? I, I can do it. We know that's something we do. So we do okay. CRPs okay. and ESRs okay. on all our corporate CEOs, okay. C-suite level people, and they're inflamed. They they got carrying a bit excess weight. Their their body's aching. They I hate to use the word. But they've aged like milk. Mm. They should be aging like fine wine, like you, mashallah. But they're aging like milk. Okay. Why are they aging like milk? Because yeah. if you leave milk out, it ages. Mm. It's very, very fast. Yeah. yeah, very fast. Just yeah. ages. Yeah. Milk shouldn't age. Mm. Sorry, um, you know, um, um, you know, we shouldn't should expire so quickly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there's sugars in there that mm. attract bacteria, etc. Mm. You know, in the lactose and mm. all that stuff. Mm. Wine, although we don't drink it, <laughs> or let's say olive oil, mm. it doesn't age. You can leave olive oil for twenty years; mm. it doesn't age. Mm. We should be we should be aging like this. And in Japan, which has got the highest rate of centen- centenarians, I don't know what they call hundred people that yeah. live hundred yeah. more than hundred centenarians. Centenarians, yeah. yeah, they live more than hundred. Yeah, Japan has the highest concentration in the world, mm. and these people have nice diets. Mm. They do a lot of tai chi mm. and in the morning meditate, oh, yeah, communal living, mm. and they've got that you know nice positive energy mm. eating together. Mm. And I did a podcast about this: eat, just eat together, communally. Oh, you know the, the thing that the uh, the one thing that annoys me that not annoys me, it actually upsets me. One of the things that upsets me the most about now our generation, because I know I know I'm a little bit older than you, but I I've, you know there's a generation that kind of follows through. All, all of us. The one thing that really, really upsets me is the concept of eating together has disappeared. Con- it's completely disappeared. Like, you know, like the, the wife will, she'll eat when she's hungry. Yeah. She's coming home late from work and the guy will eat when he's hungry. And then they only, but they only eat together when they get, when they go out. For weddings and these events. Or, or weddings. Yeah. But even at weddings, you'll notice one's eating, the other mm. one's not eating and all this. But like they'll only eat really eat out. To, they'll only really eat together when they go to a restaurant. Yes, because they want to experience the the chocolate fudge together or whatever. That's the only time they eat together. But yeah. they're, not, they're not. Nobody. I've noticed a lot of now. Uh, anybody that's not our parents' generation, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not eating together. They don't eat together at and all. They say eat together, stay together. And there's actually a very good book called Never Eat Alone. Because yeah. when you eat alone, who was that? That was uh, I can't remember his name. Can't remember. The, I think he's a he's a doctor or something. Yeah, but he I, talks about uh, when you eat alone, your life expectancy shortens. Yeah, yeah, yeah And yeah. we've always eaten together. Yeah, you know, and in, in especially a, as Muslims. Yeah, it's called barka. Yeah, you know, you know barka. You, know, you feed people. You know, you know, I've done with some a couple of my friends what I've done. And, uh, this has just been being silly. I've literally got the teaspoon and put it in their mouth. <laughs> like, like, it literally like fed them. Yeah. Like, oh, you only build that thing. You know, my father and his friends, whenever they go to weddings, they make something called juri where they, they get all the, the bread together. Okay. And you know, the, 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 the curry. Okay. They put it all together and eat five, six of them. Oh, all out of one yeah, dish. Yeah, yeah, one dish. I know and there's some Sufi circles in the UK where mm-hmm. they do that as well. I like that. Yeah. You know, um, like uh, you can go mm-hmm. to like the mosque in Norwich, for example. Uh-huh. And they'll they'll get like a um they'll get like a, a a big dish of rice yeah and then they'll have bits of meats in there and Love then that. you get like twenty spoons and then everybody just eats from their thing even better with hands yeah if, oh yeah you know Saudi Arabia and all yeah, the places yeah, yeah. Yemen and they eat together they they communally share so if if you go to Saudi these they have the the, the biryani and all yeah. this and the, it's just one big plate yeah. I love it like, yeah. even in Sheffield we've got quite a few Yemeni restaurants yeah and instead of ordering three dishes indiv- the one dish. yeah one big dish the thing is we're living an individualistic lifestyle yeah. you know I know like uh, my dad always used to say to me eat from your side of the plate and when it wasn't until I got older that I realized 
that's not what the hadith is yeah. about because you're not supposed to have your own plate you're supposed to have a, a one yeah, plate exactly. and then you eat from your side on the on the yeah, larger yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, what the hadith yeah. is exactly to. absolutely yeah. and because don't be selfish don't you know encroach on somebody else basically and food tastes better when eaten together and Again, and it tastes better when you eat with your hands as well. Absolutely, and uh, you know why? Medically speaking, because you know you got more dopamine being released because yeah, yeah. it's a social bonding. Mm. We're just social animals. As, as, it's all as, gone. It's all gone. It upsets me. It, what's worse is eating, and I did this when I was working as a doctor. Finish a shift, you know, I'd have my sandwich, yeah. the one from the morning. Mm. I, I'll have it on the way back home because mm. I did, mm. didn't get a chance. Mm. Didn't get a chance to pray. Didn't get a chance to go to the toilet. Didn't get a chance to eat. Twelve mm. hours, mm. you know, mm. energy, just mm. working, patient, patient, patience. And I'll eat the same sandwich on the way back home. I'm like, mm. this is supposed to be my lunch. Yeah. So, and that is so damaging. Mm. You, you're not eating communally. Mm. You're scoffing it down, mm. getting reflux. We're supposed to eat as communal beings, eat together. We're supposed to eat socially. You know, the thing that used to uh, the thing that used to upset me about Ramadan in London the most was London. London uh, speaks a lot about community, mm. but it, it's it's a very it, it's just it's it's just superficial it's conversation. Fast paced. It, the, the, the sense of community isn't actually there. Yeah, and. You know, because like, it was just me and my wife in the flat and maybe she's at work or, you know, it's the time of the month or whatever. I would find myself doing iftar on my own. Mm. 80% of the month, I would do iftar on my own. That's not good. And it, it just it just was horrible. The spirit of Ramadan is gone. Because Ramadan is it's all about praying together at yeah. night. And then, you know, if you're it's... if you're living in a house, you know, mm. it, maybe other people are not fasting because they're mm. older. Mm. So they're not, the fasting is not prescribed, uh, you, know, yeah, yeah. you know, or whatever, or any of these things. And you find yourself just eating on your own at iftar yeah. time. And it's just, it's just... The spirit's just gone from that. Family, but, but this, the, you know, this thing about the communal eating thing. Yeah, I might, you know, if, if you speak to a lot, I, obviously you know this. You speak to a lot of parents and say kids just don't eat. Mm. They just don't eat. You always hear this, boys. They just don't eat. They just, they just grow up on air. And my son wasn't eating as well. Mm. And the way that I got him to eat, to start eating, I made it a, I made it like a, a communal thing. Yeah, like you know, uh, for now I don't care about what he's eating. Mm. I want him. To, I want to get him into the habit of eating. Yeah, and so I made it like a bonding experience. Yes, me and him, we eat together. He enjoys mm -hmm. it. It's 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 a fun thing for him yeah. to do, because you know before then. It was uh, get the nutrients into him, get the protein into him, get the iron into him, get all this into him. I was just trying to get him, to, and he just wouldn't eat yeah, yeah. because it's not an experience for him. Yeah, yeah. And when I turned it into an experience, mm -hmm. now he's asking me for food, and he's not even three yet. Now he's asking for the food. He enjoys dinner time before he was running away. Yeah, we don't get into his high chair. Now he's enjoying it, mm. and because he's enjoying it, now he's eating. Yes, yeah, exactly. And, it, and it's, it, that whole thing, as you keep saying. It's a mindset thing. Mindset. It's got nothing to do with the yeah, biology yeah, yeah, yeah. of it. It's got nothing to do with the physicality of it. It was all uh, mindset because his his association with that has completely changed. Exactly. And it goes back to mindset all the time. You know, it's like Salah praying. Mm. It starts with the mind. Because if your mind doesn't wake you up for Fajr or keep you awake yeah. for, for Isha, especially mm. in the summertime, mm. you're going to pray. Mm. So the body does the action, but the mm. mind mm. tells the body to do the action. Mm. And that goes back to... Um, you know, making it a non-negotiable. Mm. So Salah, you do regardless of feeling. Mm. You do it regardless of feeling. Mm. And it goes back to cognitive reframing. Mm. Reframe in your mind, I must do this because mm. my Lord has prescribed it for me. Mm. So you just have to do it. Mm. Yeah, you don't have to do it. And it's the same with eating. My eldest son, similar to yours, he's mm. five now. Mm. He wouldn't eat. And we take him to City Restaurant, Radford Road. Okay. Really good. Kurdish okay. brothers, mashallah. Shout out to City Restaurant. Really good guys. You know, he loved the food there. Because he loved the environment and mm. again, he loved the bonding. And it got him into the... Yeah, yeah and he got him into nice eating. Alhamdulillah, really mm. well now. He's eating yeah. like a teenager. Because, you know, I, I spoke to so many ex 
a so-called experts yeah. and they were like oh it's just one of those things mm. or why don't you try this or why do you do that and none of that stuff was working and just intuitively i realized he's just not he's just not enjoying the process yes he's, yeah. he, he, need, he needs to be a thing for him food is a process and that's yeah. a good word yeah food is an event mm. but we've made and it he, and it wasn't an event for him it yeah, was a chore for him exactly and i changed it from being a chore to an yeah, event exactly and make it enjoyable and you can only make it you can only truly make it enjoyable yeah. when you do it communally yeah eat together and again i talked about this and he feeds me now you that's see good. they can put chip in my mouth you eat it and then i'll be like all right you eat it and then i'll feed him and then it's kind of like a mixed thing that's wonderful father yeah. and son bonding yeah and you know going back to that in the quran we've got so many examples of father and son we've got Lukman yeah. and his son you uh yaqub and his son we've got noah and his son mm. got... tell me about your bonding experiences with your sons so i've got two sons yeah uh yahya yaqub five mm. five and two and uh yeah alhamdulillah like becoming a father we yeah. talked about yeah, we were talking about this because we were talking about like, you know, I, I was saying like if I was separated from my son, it, I, it would, I would just be like broken. Yeah, it was hard, man. Absolutely. So initially it was very, very hard. Mm. But yeah, you know, whenever, whenever I see them, yeah. just always in contact, mm. uh, you know, video calls, even mm. like voice notes every day, yeah. video yeah. calls every two or three days. Mm. Alhamdulillah, thank God for, for a video call. Yeah. Because my father was away from me when I was growing up as well. Like mm. I didn't see him for the first few years of my life. He was mm. in Pakistan. I was in the UK. Yeah. And I'd see him. Yeah. You know, very rarely. Where's he now? He's in the UK. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's in the UK. Um, but he came to the UK full time when I was about 10. Okay. So I saw him maybe, you know, I lived with him for one year in Pakistan. Mm. But for the first nine, ten years of my life, I hardly saw him. He'd come, but very, very little. Mm. But now, even if I'm away from my kids, mm. I can video call them. Mm. So I'm literally there in their mm. lives in a way. Mm. And when I do see them on the weekends, you know, bonding, you know, mm. just wrestling. Yeah, I want, tell me, tell me about like, tell me about like some of the unique bonding experiences that you've had as a father, like between the father and something. Like, what are some unique experiences you've had? Okay, because I, I, I'm gonna use these. <laughs> yeah, so unique father experiences, right? Okay, it's insect finding. Okay, I love that. I just literally all three of us squat. We okay. squat really deep. Okay, look down. Sna uh, um, worms. Okay. My youngest thinks they're snakes. He okay. calls them snakes. Sna okay. Slugs and worms. He thinks they're snakes. And you just do that in the garden. Yeah, in the garden. Okay. Out in the garden, uh, you know, look, looks like millipede, centipede, okay. like, trying to count their legs. Spiders. Okay. Uh, ants, mm. particularly uh, feeding ducks. And do they pick them up? Yeah, yeah, insects yeah, pick yeah, them yeah up? pick them up and okay, they, okay. They, they put them to safety. Okay, okay. Um, like looking at sticks. And trying to picking up insects with sticks. Okay. And just telling them about Allah's creation. Okay. It's Allah's creation. You can't step on them. Okay. okay. And then in circle of life. Okay. That the worm will get eaten by the bird. Right. And then it's last circle of life. The food chain thing. Food chain, yeah. Okay. My my son screamed at screamed yesterday at the top of the stairs. My son goes, Dada! I was like, What? Because there's a spider. Yeah. You know, and then it's like a whole event, you know. Yeah, exactly. So they're very curious. And I want to get them away from tablets and mm. phones and Yeah, you know. we haven't got him onto tablets and phones just yet, but my worry is that that's coming. Yeah, exactly to keep that keep you but you know it's you can't control it if they do it at school or if yeah. your grandparent does it you can't control it but i'm trying to hold that off yeah it's a good idea because he's already addicted to the tv yeah which so is not good one thing i have non-negotiable whenever i eat with them i say tablet away okay daddy wants to speak to you okay wants you know when there's food time okay there's no tablets or any devices and do you do like rest do you do like restaurant trips you go to like the yeah, restaurant yeah, yeah. or would you just do it in the house no or? restaurants or like cafes stuff okay. like that so you do like a coffee thing together. yeah exactly so and uh, i get them to make my coffee for me so i get a coffee okay and then i get a, a jug of, for the experience yeah exactly so yeah. my eldest loves to mix my coffee okay and then he feeds me okay get him into you know okay, the, okay, okay. get him into the the habit of serving people and okay, okay, okay. you know being hospitable these are things which a lot of guys are mm. lacking and it goes back directly to masculinity yeah a, a lot of you know a lot of guys think Masculinity, masculinity is about being uh you know being served yeah actually a, a masculine mind is serving others yeah you know this this is so interesting you bring this up 
because um uh, you know after after the lockdown mm. you know people started inviting each other and all this kind of stuff yeah. right and i noticed that this this side of my family mm-hmm. um like my, my wife's side of the family i noticed that like but it happens on my side of the family as well actually I, I, this uh, i tell a lie it happens on both sides one thing that i've noticed is what happens is the women are in the kitchen right they spend all day cooking the food yeah. The food comes out. The men get served by the women. Yes. The women, um, the men eat first. Yeah. Then the children eat, yeah. and the women eat right. They've just spent all day cooking the food, and then they eat last. Yeah. And uh, they, uh, what? I, I, so uh, when it was our turn to host, I was like, "Wait a minute, this is completely upside down." Yeah. So I made the food. Right. I did iftar last year. I made the food. I said, "Right, the women and the children are going to eat first. Good. Right. And yeah. everybody just kind of looked at me. Yeah. So then they ate first and mm. I said, you know, the aunties, especially the aunties, they get such a raw deal out mm. of it because they do, they spend all day cooking and then they eat last and, so, and then they have to do all the cleaning. Yes, and, I know. Uh, so it's not fair on them. So they should be eating first. Absolutely. So I got them eating first, right? Got them eating first, got the children eating That's first, good. right? And then the men eat last and I got some weird looks. And now, alhamdulillah, they finally realized and now they're all like right the women and the children are going to eat first and the men are going to eat last and they finally understood that that's how it's supposed to be but they're in, just in such a habit that oh men are just supposed to be served because we're going out to war and all this well we're not going out to war we're are not. we we're and, not. The, and well we go out to work well the women are working as well exactly and women have worked actually more than you if yeah. you're at home watching tv yeah if you're just flicking through sky sports watching yeah. tv all day yeah. and they're in the kitchen they've actually worked more than you they yeah. should have it the food yeah. first and secondly if talking about war women and children get evacuated first. Yeah. So they get protected exactly, first. Exactly, that's where it comes from. So actually, feed them first. Yeah. <laughs> you know? They're the most vulnerable. Take care, yeah. take care of the food. It's, and it's so much harder for the woman because she's going to feed the kid as well. Exactly. She's going to feed herself. She doesn't get a minute to herself. Yeah, and it goes back to Rajula. Yeah. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what's his definition of um, Rajul? He, he talks about Musa al-Islam. Yeah. He was a strong, yeah. truthful person. Mm. And when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about a man, I know the feminists don't like this, but a man has a daraja over a woman. Yeah. Why though? Allah qualifies why. Mm. Allah, the 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 chief architect, the manufacturer mm. of us all, yeah. of our very DNA of the mm. multiverse, mm. he is a manufacturer yeah. with a capital M. Mm. He he knows our psyche better than anyone. He made this. He says, Al Rajal, Al Kawamuna, Al An he is the um, Arabic's not very good, but the, the the meaning of the Quranic ayat is the Rajal. He is the Kawam. He is the Kawi. He's he's, he's the one who stands over the women, mm. protects and provides. Mm. Uh, so he takes care of. He them. takes care of. But them. it's you know look this this dynamic that's changed. It's taken a man to come and change the dynamic. Yes, because exactly. the women have been serving well for the last twenty years. I, I salute you for that. <laughs> I salute you. <laughs> that's good. That's good. And it should be like this. And if I'm honest with you, I can cook better than most women. Because I learned it? it at uni, and it's important still to have. Yeah. Uh, so Asian food. Um, so so uh, the thing with my wife is right. I'll, just, I'll be very honest with you. My wife, when it comes to presentation, way better than me. Yeah. So she she can uh, really do create an experience. Mm-hmm. Like she'll present it really well, mm-hmm. and she'll have like these little things and bits and bobs and all this kind of stuff, right? Um, and so it's it's a whole experience. So you feel like you're at home. You feel like you're in a restaurant. The candles will go on, and wow. you know, or whatever. You know, I'm not talking about just for me and yeah. her. Like for anybody, she'll she, she's very good at like the presentation yeah. aspect of it. That's not me. Mm-hmm. I can't do presentation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But taste. when it, if it's a curry, when it comes to taste, 
I've got the process down. Yeah, you could like, you know, yeah. make a proper curry, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I like can a, make a, I can pro- a chicken curry. I can that's really good, do. man. Because um, I'll tell you mine. I don't want to give my secret away. Okay, okay. I've got a proper... Like, I learned it from my mum when I was like 17. Okay. They went to Pakistan. I was okay. the eldest. Okay. Oh, no, I, I, do you make spicy curries? Yeah, spicy curries. I make yeah. very spicy, proper... I don't use green chilies, but okay. I use like chili powder. Okay. But you've got to get the base right. The yes. onion and garlic base yes. is the key. That's exactly what I say. We, if you don't brown it enough... Yes. You don't brown it enough... It doesn't get thick. The stew doesn't work. Yeah, the, 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 the flavor doesn't go exactly. in. So you've got to brown the onions, got to make them golden, bronzy yeah, brown yeah. with, with cumin mm. and garlic yeah. and ginger mm. and chopped. I need, to, I need to taste one of your curries. I'll make nice curries and then tomatoes after that. Yeah. Tomatoes will make the base mm. on top of the onions. So there's a layer. Yeah. There's two layers. It's a whole process. Exactly. You know, what, you know what a lot of people do? They just get everything, they just toss it into the pan. No. 45 minutes and you, know, you can taste the garlic separately you can taste the chilli separately yeah. you can taste the meat separately they're all just separate tastes just um, having a fight in your mouth absolutely it, it just doesn't it, work so there's a really good place shout out to Tasties by the way Tasties okay. is a nice curry I don't know where that is it's in the Redford Road okay. I used to go like again you can taste like the layers Okay. And that's what you want. You want to taste. Yeah, it's a whole process. It's all process, you know. Yeah. And karai, like, it's, I know it's unhealthy for you, but I do enjoy it once in a while. I had some yeah. yesterday, mm. uh, late night karai. Mm. Uh, I do enjoy it like once a month. Mm. Good experience. Your cheat day. Mm. I love it. I think it's the best food in the world. Mm. I think a nice curry is the best food in the world. Mm. You've got the meats, mm. onions, garlic, mm. sometimes potatoes in there. Mm. You can taste the cumin. You mm. can taste the black pepper. Mm. You can taste the garam masala. Yeah. It's it, amazing. It's, 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 it's got like a, it's got, it's, it, there's an experience to the whole yeah. thing. But the process is what creates experience. Yes, exactly. You know, a, lot, a lot of people like, you know, when they're making the curry, they're just mean, eating it. Like, they're just making it in a way. I've just got to get my iron. I've got to get my vitamin D. Yeah. I've got to get my protein. And it's just like, it, exactly. there's, no, there's no, no, none of the beauty to it. Exactly. And it's beautiful. Like I've, I've had curries from different parts of the world, like Thai curry, Arab curry, uh, African curry as well. But the, the Punjabi curry yeah. is the best. So you to, make it like a Punjabi curry? I make, yeah, I make it like a proper curry. Okay. Like, a, you know, literally onion base, mm. uh, then tomatoes, onion okay. garlic with cumin, mm. and then tomatoes. Mm. Tomatoes is when the garam masala comes in, so it actually becomes a brown yeah. stew. And yeah, then you yeah, put yeah, the yeah. stock in, mm. and then the fourth one, the forks, the fourth step is the meat, right. whether that's chicken on the bone, yeah, yeah, beef yeah. or lamb mm. on the boat. Or and you cook it very slowly exactly. on a low heat. So the juice my, my secret ingredient is cinnamon. That, that's it. My so secret ingredient is Simmering cinnamon. is very important. No, no, cinnamon is my secret ingredient. Cinnamon. Yeah. A little bit. If, you, if I make it like a chicken curry, there's a hint of cinnamon that goes in. And haldi with turmeric. Yeah. I noticed a lot of people don't use the two of both of them. And I just put a little bit. And that kind of gives it the taste. Turmeric I use a lot. So turmeric okay. I use. I use okay. cumin. I don't use cinnamon. Cinnamon I use for tea because cinnamon okay. for me is like a, it's, it's it's a spice. Yeah, but I use it for the tea. I just use a hint of it. Yeah, no, cinnamon is good. Oh, like, you use like a cinnamon stick. Uh, no, I just put a little bit of powder. Sometimes I use a stick, uh-huh. but I usually just put a powder in. A yeah, bit of powder. So for me, cinnamon gives it the color, and you know, the cumin gives it a taste. Mm. Honestly, cumin. Oh yeah, I forgot coriander. Okay. So you can have coriander yeah. actually. Uh, you know, for me, I can't actually t- on, in a spice cupboard. If I was just to look at them, yeah. I just can't tell the difference between what's. I can't tell the difference between like fennel and cumin and all of them. Oh. I have to have it labeled. Uh-huh. If it's not labeled i'm done fennel's okay fennel's good for like dressing yeah. on the top yeah fenugreek by the way meti is amazing right and and uh, they have it a lot in in uh, arab cuisine right so uh, do you cook with your sons then 
No, because okay. we don't live together. Okay, but so, if but if you you would probably um, do something like that, it would be a nice experience. Yeah, for it would be nice, definitely. Yeah. But but yeah. my eldest is like learning with his mum, okay. baking and okay, okay. um, you know, like brownies and cupcakes. Okay. He enjoys that. Okay. But I think curry when he's a bit older. Yeah, it's a okay. good process and it's really mm. good. There's another doctor, Doctor Salia. She's MasterChef winner a few years ago. She's written a book. Right, Doctor Salia Mahmoud. Yeah, know. she's won MasterChef like okay, a few years okay. ago. She's a doctor. I don't watch terrestrial TV. So. <laughs> All right, so she's yeah. written a book about um food as medicine okay came out last year and then she you know she, she very importantly says it's very important to teach your kids cooking especially mm. your sons mm. don't be the typical asian mm. household where only the girls cook mm. i know guys should cook as well you know the thing that the thing that really stood out to me is uh when i got into my 20s i was trying to you know i was trying to watch all these movies that are all about how to become a man and all this you know so you got the typical run i mean you got if you go to a guy yeah. and you say to them i want to watch a movie all about like guys and stuff they, they give you a, it's a very stereotypical list which is usually stuff like godfather yeah. goodfellas rambo rocky rambo rocky casino all these kind of movies right mm. And I remember watching Godfather, and there's a scene right. I don't know if you, have you seen Godfather. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, you know there's a scene the very. Two. Yeah, there's a scene very early on where the men are cooking. All right, okay. I don't know if you remember. Um, Michael walks in, and the guy. Okay. And uh, is that good? I think I can't remember if it's, it's the, uh, Tessio or Salazzo, one of the. Two, okay. I can't remember the guy's name. But he's like, come here and let me show you how to cook. You need to learn how to cook. Men need to learn how to cook. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. It's important. It's only Asian men who I would say yeah. are the least masculine, by the way. Yeah. Asian men are the least masculine. In that regard, yeah. Fragile masculinity. Very yeah. fragile. Very fragile. The, the Punjabi masculine is very fragile. It's very fragile. Yeah. It, it can be destroyed straight away. Yeah. There's, there's, there's no... It's built on very weak foundations. It's yeah. built on you know, a bullying culture, almost yeah. an aggressive culture. Micro, I mean, Punjabis are full of my, uh, microaggressions, yeah, full of it all yeah. the time, all day so long. So it's, you know, and it's it's common in the whole Asia yeah. and it's not built on strong foundations. Mm. So who are the most celebrated chefs in the world? Who are they? Men. No, no, men. Aren't they? Like, you yeah, know, yeah. the ones that you know but about. is that just because of their marketing though? Marketing is good, but as, as in 90% of commercial chefs are men. You go to most restaurants, most restaurants. Is it just because they've got the stamina, though? Because it you could know. be, it could yeah. be, but you know, cooking is important. Like mm. you, you should know how to cook as a man, and you should be really good. You, you, you should actually be so good. You teach your family how to cook, mm. Mm. and that's something I'm very, you know, I take pride in that. I can cook because I, I look after myself. I make my own meals. I do my own meal mm. prep, mm. and because if if you can only make fish and chips or like, you know oven food, whatever, yeah. you're gonna end up Microwave eating. Food, yeah, yeah, you're gonna end up eating out every day, yeah. and you can't maintain a physique. Mm. If you mm. want to maintain a physique, you have gotta know mm. how to cook properly. Mm. Know how to make curries. And, and that's how you take care of your exactly. your family as well. Exactly. That's part of the taking care of them. Hundred percent. You know, learn yeah. how to cook. And yeah. I love hosting, by the way. I, just, I don't get a chance to do it, but I actually love hosting. I love like you know. The thing is, I don't I don't like other voices. I don't like yeah. you know, why don't you put this in your curry? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you give them this? So that. So for that reason, I'll not do it because I don't yeah, want all the extra running commentary, yeah. right? So it, when I know I can do it without without kind of interference, intervention and everything, then I'm like, then I just run with it. And then I love just like, you know, having somebody, some guys come around, make a, make anything, whatever they like, yeah. you know, and then just doing the whole thing with them. I love doing all of that. No, and I love foodie. I love hosting because I love people's reactions and I love yeah. serving them. Uh, yeah. Like I'm the eldest of six kids. I've always had that serving mentality. Okay, and that's okay. why I went into medicine. Like, So just to let you know, I, I do like curries. If you ever want to invite me, I love curry. I love aloo paratha. <laughs> but oh, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll be happy with fish and chips even. Uh, no, no, no. We need to sort it out. Definitely. Yeah, Let's, inshallah. Uh, yeah, no, that's One day, inshallah. If you inshallah. like curries, that's the fine. One day, Say no more. Say inshallah. no more. I'll cook with you. Why not? Yeah. You know, but to make a good curry though, I've got an electric hob. Oh, have it's you? all right, but to make a proper curry, yeah. you need fire. Yeah, any cuisine, mm. so South American cuisine, mm. you know, it needs fire, mm. and especially South Asian cuisine. Mm. 
I need Safai to get that real. Mm. I need ghee as well. Mm. I can make nice rice as well, like Nepa- Nepalese rice. Oh, is it? It's called rice potico. Okay. They make it with turmeric. Oh, Yogurt, wow. turmeric, uh, onions, oh, cumin. Wow. The rice is like a biryani, but it's made with yogurt. Oh, it's wow. like a sour biryani. It's very nice. Oh. But the tum- I think my mom makes something like that, but I'm not sure. Mm. But I'll try it. My mom uses the yogurt in her. Yeah, yogurt's well. really nice. So if you yogurt and and, and uh, turmeric. Okay. And the turmeric kind of counterbalances the sourness of the yogurt. Okay. But it's really nice. And the rice is it's short grain rice. Okay. And it's it's quite sticky and wet rice as well, but it's really nice. Okay. It's dry. It's, it's wetter than a biryani. Okay. Um, we have this conversation about um, uh, you know, we've talked about food and we talked about all these other things. Um, but I, I wanted to talk about like this kind of like, you know, it's like a, it seems to be like this new phenomenon that we're all dealing with, right? This concept of like feminine men and masculine women, yeah. it's happening, right? And there's, 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 you know, you were asking me this question, I was telling you that there's some, there's some, we, we had this conversation obviously, uh, outside of the cameras, but you, you, we were having this conversation about, you know, like I know some really good women and they haven't been able to get married because, uh, and they're really, really good women, right? Mm-hmm. They're God conscious. Um, they're, they're, um, they're genuinely very good looking. They have good careers. They've got everything going for them, mm. but they're struggling to get married. And you were asking me like, how come then what's, you know, like what's wrong with them? Like, how come they're not married? And, mm. and I've been saying that the reason why they're not married, mm-hmm. my obs- personal observation is there hasn't been a man that's been able to come along that can, give them the sensitivity that they need mm. right that they, they can trust the guy and he can give them the sensitivity that they need without compromising his masculinity in doing that right from mm. it, he's got to be able to do that from a place of care mm. and enveloping mm. right and the, and and despite their challenges they've not been able to they've not been able to find a man that can do that men i don't men are not capable of that anymore i mm. feel like it's not happening right yeah or it's very rare and you know like the thing that I'm noticing a lot, though, is that you, because it, this is like an energetic conversation. It's like yeah. a spiritual conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's not physical. I know there's this whole transgender movement. And there's yeah. all this stuff going on as well, right? But on a spiritual level, mm. on an energetic level, on an emotional level, there's a lot more masculine women now. Yes. And there's a lot more feminine men. And my, and my personal description of this, um, I, I want to hear your description as well, of course. My personal description of, of a woman that's masculine is a woman that's always looking for a confrontation, that's always competing, yes. that's always looking for a fight, that always wants to uh, take revenge and punish you with a hammer. Yes. Right? Doesn't want to do anything with love and doesn't want to nurture, wants to uh, wants to do the opposite of nurture, wants to, wants to destroy with a hammer. That's what I call a masculine woman. And there's many of these now. This is happening a lot. And for me, a feminine man... What I call, you know, men that lack lack a spine. Mm. A man to me that's feminine. Feminine is a is is a guy that um, is incapable of making decisions. Yeah. But not only is he incapable of making decisions. If there's something that he wants, the only way he the only way that he can get his way is either to play victim. Yes. To be needy. To be to to um, to evoke sympathy in yeah, the other. Yeah, yeah. Right. Or is to be crafty. To weasel. 
weasel his way and get his way but he but he but he's incapable he's incapable of confront confronting yes. the matter yes. in the way that it should be confronted right that's what i call a feminine man he's not able to assert himself and rise above mm. and i know in between those two things you get pa 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 uh, you know passive aggressiveness and all this like you can you get passive aggressive men who once they didn't get their way and everything they show their aggression yeah. but it's still femininity yeah and that's not to say fem that's not to say femininity is passive aggressive or mm. femininity is passive or femininity is not capable of leading mm -hmm. but to me femininity is nurture yes and masculinity is strength yeah. masculinity is rigidity and strength and driving forward and yeah, femininity yeah. is love and nurture and 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 you know blossoming and these kind of things they're different the different polarities are different exactly. energies right yeah but this phenomenon is now heading to the extreme yeah so i'm sorry for this such a big no, long lead up i know i'm sorry i know i could kind of feel like i'm tiring your eyes no, up, but, no, it, no. but it required such a large context to it i think you're right the backstory is absolutely essential so you said phenomenon yeah i would say epidemic yeah pandemic it's, yeah. Yeah, it's endemic ep epidemic it's all of them yeah it's been slowly brewing for 30 40 years and i can explain it medically i don't want to bore you no no absolutely explain it medically explain it medically so, go for, you, know, you, look, you look at tap water and all the fluoride in there yeah. and men's testosterone getting lower and lower now the average 30 year old man has the same testosterone his grandfather had mm. 40 years ago mm. it's been declining men can't grow muscle they can't lose fat we're getting a skinny fat pandemic now and what does testosterone do to you as a man it drives executive function so your prefrontal cortex the part of your brain that executes men are completers of tasks men are the ones that execute men are the ones that you know are doers you know traditionally why because we've got 17 to 20 times more testosterone than women have but that's dwindling men's test levels are declining women's so test levels yeah exactly so this talking about decision making men are becoming increasingly you know indecisive a man is supposed to lead you can't lead when you're not decisive because leadership requires direction mm -hmm. to be direct you got you know you got to be direct and you said weaseling your way out mm. men are weaseling their way out because they're not direct they mm. are afraid of confrontation mm. and a lot of this can be trauma from childhood we talk mm. about childhood emotional neglect mm. complex complex ptsd and how this extends into people people pleasing and overextension but looking at men now you know biochemically they're not the same as they were as their grandfathers were mm. so they say a man's T testosterone now is what a you know an average 30 year old man now his test level will be the same as a man who was 60 70 30 40 years ago mm. dwindling down on the contrary to that on the contrary women's test level is increasing their estrogen levels decreasing women are dealing and what's the cause of the estrogen levels decreasing it could be many many things but i think one of the biggest things is estrogen and tes testosterone are competitively uh, antagonists right one increases or one decreases okay so their estrogen is decreasing because their test levels are increasing. Why is test level increasing? Because they're in a corporate environment. They're rubbing shoulders with men. They they're in this hyper competitive space where corporate progression. Okay. So this is a spiritual, emotional, absolutely uh, con contributor. They're away. It's not necessarily just a chemical contributor. It, exactly, because they're going back to spirituality. They're away from the, what we call in Islam the fitra. Yeah. The fitra, their natural predisposition, mm. their mm. inner alignment. Mm. They they're off kilter. Mm. They should be centrally aligned, mm. which, like you rightly said, is feminine energy, mm. feminine vibration in terms of nurturing, loving, caring. Mm. Women mm. biologically nurture. Mm. We can't grow mm. uh, kids in you know mm. in a uterus. We mm. can't do that. Mm. women can women mm. nurture and they say you give a woman a a, a single sperm you know um, a spermatozoa they will then 
nourish that one egg one sperm makes a ball of cells women mm. actually grow mm. physically grow mm. they naturally mm. grow mm. and women are now delaying childbirth because mm. of corporate career progression mm. but it's the whole thing if you look at women now you know short hair tattoos very masculine mm. very you know aggressive the way mm. they speak confrontational mm. men want peace mm. men don't want constant agitation mm. men don't want constant aggression and, and, and belittling yes women have this tendency and we know from the prophet he told us about this jealous tendency mm. this ingratitude tendency we, we know this mm. this is in the islamic text by the way about women's um, tendency to being ungrateful mm. their tendency to be short sighted mm. when it comes to what the husband has done for them because mm. they'll say he's done nothing for me mm. this is a hadith by the way mm. Mm. so we know this but what we're seeing now is opposite of that where women are leaving fem you know, femininity they're becoming very masculine very mm. driven very combative mm. um, very direct mm. shouting deep mm. voices mm. Um, and also if you look at women's physiques they changed mm. women you know if you look mm. at 1960s were much more voluptuous than they are now. Women mm. just nowadays <laughs> don't have the figure mm. that they used yeah. to. Yeah. Estrogen levels dec decreasing. Mm. So you get feminine uh, men mm. who are... Not looking for confrontation. Absolutely. Not combative. Yeah. And then the, the women are doing it instead. I, I've noticed, I've noticed like even... Uh, I've been having this conversation with a few other guys as well. Like in the last few weeks, I've been having these conversations. They like they've noticed, and I've noticed this too. They've noticed that the way the woman fights now in you know the people the women that they see in their circles yeah the way the women are fighting like they're arguing or debating yeah. something very masculine is, in, in is your in face a mascul yeah it, they're, they're fighting in a way that a man would fight the man a man would argue yeah not in a way that a woman would argue yeah and and and, and in some cases i've noticed that like, the men are arguing in a way that women yeah you know, a passive aggressive so you know, yeah. traditionally traditionally women will be passive aggressive sly yeah. remarks gossiping this is yeah. just their nature yeah. and our nature good or bad this is the way Allah's made us would be to be confrontational to be direct so now yeah. men are taking we're a, bit, a bit more like dogs though aren't we <laughs> yeah so yeah. so now men are you know doing sly remarks gossiping chatting yeah. backbiting yeah. Yeah. passive aggressive yeah. and women are doing the opposite women are becoming direct mm. confrontational mm. very boyish mm. women are calling each other bro now mm. I've seen this bro mm. bro bro mm. a TikTok generation yeah very you know, this guy said to me the other day because this, this woman was arguing she was like what, what is man gonna tell me man's gonna tell me like you know like it was like it's like it such a masculine way of having a converse, conversation <laughs> and I, I've experienced this I've experienced it even in the elder generation I've experienced they want to they want to argue with me over something a woman she's trying to argue with me over something and she's arguing with me in a masculine way and that in itself is so um it's so paralyzing to my brain i'm not able to respond to it because if i start treating you like a guy yeah. then you this 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 is going to be total destruction isn't it? you're yeah. going to get a smack or something aren't yeah, you yeah exactly like and that's not you what you want it to come to if you yeah. want to argue with me as you being a woman and me being a man then we can have this yeah. argument and we can come to some sort of we can get to some sort of resolution but when you're acting like a man i can't i can't get to a resolution with you women in women's empowerment yeah has been the, it should be called women's delusion in delusionment because it's yeah. literally falsely told women it's told them a lie yeah. that they can be like men they can't be like men because mm. they're biologically this you know x y x and x you know Allah's made you do yeah, yeah you can't change the chromosomes you yeah. can't change that you can't change your genetic makeup yeah yeah you can change your hormones of course yeah but you can't change your genetic makeup. You can't change your DNA structure. Mm. You can't do that. This is the way God's made you mm. into genders, into zoj. Zoj means pair, yeah. man and woman. Mm. Don't reduce and negate polarity mm. by trying to be a man as a woman mm. and, and being... Because that's a conscious thing, by the way. They're consciously trying to become like men. Mm. Men are 
subconsciously becoming like women subconsciously mm. you know in in, in mm. the water in the plastics mm. the way they carry themselves mm. the, what they eat processed foods mm. so they're biochemically slowly mm. being eroded down into mm. a feminine state mm. women are naturally putting on this masculine persona because mm. they must put that on to survive in the workspace yeah talking about the surviving in the workspace the, the thing that i've noticed the most is women that have experienced deep trauma and whatever the cause of that trauma is, so you know, sometimes the trauma doesn't have to be something like sexual assault. It can be something else, but it can be very deep and mm. very peaceful. You know, it can be very uh, significant to that individual. I find, um, uh, apart from the hormonal imbalance, I find that they have so much trauma in them. They have so much fear in them. That what happens is that fear, um, uh, if fear uh, evapor- it causes an evaporation of the femininity. And and because they feel so afraid and they feel so vulnerable and they feel so, um, uh, uh, you know, at, at, at risk, the only way that they can protect themselves is by using masculine energy to protect themselves. And so really what we're saying is that I feel like what we're saying is that the reason why there are so many masculine women out there in the world today is because women are even more vulnerable mm. than they've ever been, which is why we're seeing so much masculinity, mm. right? And and this goes back to what I was saying before about like these women that the, there's there's no men that the man that's coming along yeah. and giving them the sensitivity that they need so that they can that they can revel in their own femininity yes, right yeah, yeah. a woman is not going to be feminine until she feels safe yeah, yeah. until she feels um, that I can you know until she feels really safe emotionally safe she's not going to revel in her femininity mm. right so all you're going to see is her masculinity and that thing I feel like in the last twenty or thirty years has gotten a lot worse. Mm. It's become more extreme, and, and yeah, it's become an epidemic, right? Yeah, yeah. And with men, the narrative constantly seems to be, you are too brutal, you are too much of a danger, mm. you are too much of a menace. Therefore, tone it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't get you can't a, a guy. You can't. That, that's just an emasculation of a man. Exactly, and it's a slow castration of a man yeah. back yeah. in the day yeah. they would castrate men yeah like you know actually yeah. castrating them yeah, like, yeah you know physically chopping mm-hmm. now they're, they're castrating slowly yeah it's a slow process of castration yeah, yeah. chemical castration mm. emasculation yeah. constant belittling yeah and masculine energy in and of itself it's a beautiful divine thing it's mm. from god mm. feminine mm. energy mm. in and of itself mm. is a divine thing it's from mm. god because mm. you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us mm. when he blew into Adam mm. and he sneezed out. Mm. It's actually, you know, we are divine beings mm. from created from God. Yeah. Not that we have divinity, mm. but we are our divine creation. Yeah, we, we seek are, union with yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. And we yeah. are at the apex of his creation. He is, yeah. we, we, you know, humans are the best mm. sapient creation mm. of God Almighty. So do not go against your God-given, divine-given. Yeah, fitra. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're divinely ordained uh, North Star, mm. your alignment. Don't go mm. away from that. And goes mm. goes back to polarity, feminine men, uh, feminine women, masculine men. Mm. Masculinity is being really attacked. Yeah. It's, it's saying it's a bad thing. You can't mm. say it's a bad thing. It's like saying uh, a child being too childish. It's mm. supposed to be childish. Mm. You know, the more he giggles mm. and laughs, and mm. well, you know, it's supposed to be like that. Mm. This is his nature mm. or, her, or, or her nature. Mm. Um, you can't say. Uh, it, it can be too masculine. You, you can't say you're too feminine. Mm. But in the in the West, f- masculinity is discouraged in men, and femininity is discouraged in, in women. women. Exactly. Yeah. So a lot yeah. of men are looking away. Mm. They're going abroad. Mm. They're going to places where feminism hasn't taken hold, mm. like South America, yeah. like Southeast Asia. Like yeah. I know brothers going to Malaysia, yeah. where they get feminine yeah. women, mm. women who can serve their husbands. Because mm. this is what Islam teaches, by the mm. way. A woman 
you should be willing to be led mm. but a woman into in the west mm. she's never been led mm. she's always tried to lead because mm. she's been in a corporate job mm. medicine mm. whatever mm. she's always tried but we're to at peak now aren't we the, 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 this crisis mm -hmm. if you want to call it that yeah. we're at the peak of this crisis yeah and the thing is like i've noticed like you know you get a lot of people say you know we've got a marriage crisis and we've got you know like the marriage crisis the marriage we've got a marriage crisis because the apps are no good or the way that the dating thing is working is no good or arranged marriages failed or whatever yeah but actually the marriage crisis is actually because of this this masculinity and femininity crisis yeah exactly that's the actual reason why we're yeah. it's in crisis absolutely because polarity yeah opposites attract allah yeah. subhanahu wa says we, we know zoj zoj means pairing opposite mm. in a complementary yeah. pairing yeah and now there's there's, uh, there's all, uh, instead of complementing, they're competing mm. with each other. Mm. Men are competing with mm. women, women mm. are competing with men. Mm. And it's particularly damaging for women. Mm. It's just as damaging for men. No, exactly. Yeah. But the thing is, men, at least they've got you know other avenues you know mm. like men they go away to get married and oh, you know yeah. They, they, they got yeah. Peace. oh yeah in that sense in it's that much sense, more yeah in, in terms of the marriage crisis it's definitely more yeah, damaging yeah, to the women exactly. yeah I agree yeah. so women you know they're in their 30s now yeah. thir mid 30s yeah. they haven't found anyone can't just jump on a plane and yeah, go exactly, to another country and go exactly. yeah I'll bring, I'll, bring a, I'll, I'll bring a bloke back it doesn't work yeah so at least men can do that and yeah. as a Muslim man you can marry a Christian a yeah. Jewish woman yeah. a Catholic woman yeah. you know for the woman that's much harder it's yeah. much harder so yeah. she suffers more from it exactly yeah. so it's shooting shooting women in the foot yeah and what what, what does that go down to it goes down to bad parental advice mm. i believe so as a father you should be telling your daughters to look for marriage much earlier because mm. their biological clock <coughs> is much more limited than men's it's much mm. more limited mm. so as a father you should be t advising your daughters look career is important education is important yes we're not saying it's not important mm. but you looking for a husband that should be done in your 20s not in your mid 30s or 40s mm. like a lot of women are. i think they do try though you know my, my, my personal observation is i think the women do want to get married in their mm. 20s i think the men don't have the maturity to yeah. lead them the way that they want. So they end up waiting for till their 30s and mm. their 40s. I don't think they're against it. But, but that's been my observation. Yeah, no, anyway. I get that. But why are women going for men at the same age? So a 20-year-old woman should not be looking at a 20-year-old man. She should okay. not be looking. Cause yeah, that could be a he, part of it. Yeah. You know, he, he's not ready at 20. Yeah. She should be looking at 30, 35, 40-year-old mm. man. What's wrong with that? Mm. They, they want everything equal now, though. Yeah. 20-year-old woman wants a 20-year-old man, same mm. salary. Mm. But when it comes to height and strength, you want him to be taller and stronger than you. Mm. So you'd be not the same. Yeah. So we, we chronologically aren't the same. Mm. Biologically aren't the same. Mm. Genetically aren't the same. Mm. So we can't have the same in a chronological age. So women need to get out of this, uh, this bubble of saying it needs to be, I'm waiting for him to be 30 and mature. No, no, no. Mm. When you're 20... You are the peak. You should get guy old, older than you because mm. that's how it, that's how it's always been. Mm. Women have always been older, yeah. uh, so younger. But it, the the problem the problem to be fair to women the problem has been that you know the men that have been older then they've kind of just they've run they've 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 taken advantage of their authority over mm. the woman and and that's why it's kind of created these kind of yeah um uh, you know these kind of created these kind of explosions shall we say and it's created these casualties as a result. One hundred percent. So the, the the problem is it has its own issues. Yeah. But you're right. I agree with you that the the issue is that actually the the the, the women have suffered in society yeah. as a result of this crisis of masculinity and femininity yeah. women are actually huge casualties of it exactly and it's having that self-awareness to say you know what feminism is actually damaging to us mm. it's, it's killing us that's a hard conversation to have that is a hard conversation it is a hard conversation because it's so difficult to have that conversation yeah you know, no, everybody resists that conversation exactly and yeah. um, any ism is never good any ism and schism and ology yeah. is never good Islam is a solution yeah it's an economic solution it's a social solution. I say even capitalism is no good. No, it's not good. It's mm. not good. And billion dollar Muslim, great book again. <laughs> yeah, it's not pushing capitalism, by the way. I'll yeah. just, I'll no, just, yeah. I, exactly. Yeah. I tweeted today, yeah. capitalism is based on interest. Yeah. And we mentioned this off-air. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
is based on credit yeah based on um you know youth exploitation, exploitation. Yeah. you know banks lending you loans you can't ever pay back yeah. sharks loan mm. sharks mm. islam is a beautiful system of fair equitable trade mm. whereby you give a loan in good faith mm. you receive the loan back mm. plus or minus inflation mm. you know not interest mm. not, mm. not apr and all mm. these things which are mm. fixed at extortion rates of 25 percent and mm. look at imf and world bank just the interest on these mm. loans is more than the capital yeah, yeah, you, just, you just end up spending your entire time just servicing the debt the only, yeah. reason, the only reason why all these 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 uh, companies are collapsing like wilco for example i mean by the time this episode comes out it'll be no, it will have been a couple of months by the time wilco's already collapsed but the only reason wilco is collapsing is because they're having to spend so much money in servicing the debt mm. They can't keep the company running. That's why it's collapsing. That's why the high store, the high street is collapsing. Yeah. It's not because Amazon's come along and is an amazing internet retailer. That's the illusion that's being mm. created. But I, the reason it's collapsing is actually because of Riba. Yeah, it's, it's direct answer. It's not they're rubbish at their marketing or they're rubbish. It, it's Riba. Riba is the reason Wilco has collapsed. 100%. And you know, it'll be really, really good to hopefully collaborate in the future and actually write a book. I want to write a book on psychology of money. Yeah, we'll do it. Honestly, I'll really I mean, want we'll to. We'll do it. We'll, we'll, we'll make curries together. <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll find you a wife <laughs> well we don't, have to, we don't have to work very hard to find you a wife i mean they'll just come to you we'll walk by the stream and then we'll write a book at the same time sounds good <laughs> and anyone listening drop me a dm uh, but you know not seriously the psychology of money because spending habits mm. or ingraining psychology yeah spending is a habit mm. going to the gym is a habit praying yeah. is a habit yeah, yeah, yeah. ingraining psyche yeah but nobody teaches financial literacy mm. nobody nobody mm. teaches us because mm. it doesn't serve capitalism to teach yeah. people yeah. to start businesses it doesn't mm. serve them mm. if everybody start a business that's exactly what my like book you. is about yeah you know you know like exactly mm. if you know corporate world mm. it teaches you how to be a very good corporate worker mm. be in your office a cog a cog just yeah. you know yeah. work away slave slave but you don't create value mm. You don't create wealth. Mm. You you contribute to capitalist cog just moving slowly. Yeah. Read Engels, mm. read Marx, mm. read Weber. Mm. These, you know, neo Marxist philosophers, mm. they talked about it. You know, the bourgeoisie, the proletariat. That's why it's very important to read sociology, mm. economics, mm. philosophy. It's all tied together. Adam Smith's work on the wealth of nations. There, there was a guy, uh, John Taylor Gatto, you know, yeah, he, yeah. he wrote this book about weapons of mass instruction right, yeah. and um, dumbing us down and all mm. this. There was an interview that was done with him. It's like, I don't know if it's still on YouTube. It's like five hours long. It was a very long interview. So I wasn't able to watch all of it. And I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but he talks about how like, I think it was Darwin who came along and then his son came along. Because they used to own, apparently they owned the Wedgwood Pottery Company or something. Right. So they were very wealthy. And they were like, you know, the, 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 as you say, the pro proletariat, I can never pronounce that properly. But he's getting too wealthy mm. and we've got to find a way of dumbing him down. Mm. And that's why they created this education system to keep the people dumb so that, and so that to keep things away, you know, keep them distracted yeah. so they don't become too affluent. Exactly. That's why this whole thing, this whole thing was created like a few hundred years ago. Exactly. This whole concept of, you know. Yeah, exactly. Islam encourages business. It, it encourages yeah. Forbidden ribbon encourage trade. Exactly. And, you know, business trading, mutual benefits, yeah. value exchange. Because mm. what is mm. trade value exchange? Yeah. In the West, you've got these corporate jobs that are zero value. Yeah. They, they deliver mm. zero LTV, long-term value. Mm. It's not delivered. Mm. It's just keep... So if you look at, yeah, if you look at um, post-Soviet... No, no. Mm. First World War, if you look at... No, sorry, I think it's that called postmodernism. No, 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 no. I'm look, I I'm, it's um, post Second World War Russia. Yeah. So you're looking at the 50s, 1950s. Yeah. yeah. So for me to buy meat, mm. so um, 
it was better to get everyone a job than to give people welfare, mm. okay? So for me to buy meat, mm. it should just be a one transaction. Mm. I pick a piece of meat mm. and I go to the person, to, you know, I go to the cashier. Mm. Uh, so I go to the butcher, mm. cut it, go to the cashier. Mm. But now I've got to pick the meat. I've got to ask someone to pick the meat for me. She mm. then hands it to me. I go to the butcher. Butcher then hands it back to a second person. Mm. They then give the meat to me. Then I then give it to them. Mm. And then it's like four... They put transactions in the in mm. in, in between mm. to give people jobs. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah. What would have been a simple transaction as not five steps? Yeah, it's the same with distribution. Yeah. The thing the thing that could have come to you directly first goes you know like if you if you if you've got like a carpet or you're like a cupboard first there's the manufacturer mm. then from the manufacturer it goes to the assembler from the assembler it goes to the distributor from the distributor it goes to the retailer from yeah. the retailer it goes to the probably the next guy and then you the the guy who's going to install it for you. Yeah. And there's all these steps in between. Which what you should have been able to do is go straight to the guy that's put the carpet or the cupboard together yeah. and take it straight off him and that thing would cost you a tenth of what it should have done exactly. anyway exactly and yeah. it, it, it keeps people in jobs yeah it gives people jobs yeah a really good book by david graber called bullshit jobs oh yeah and the bullshit <laughs> jargon yeah 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 the yeah. bullshit corporate jargon to yeah. just make it seem like they're doing something yeah. important of importance yeah it's not important at all yeah. Yeah. and it's it keeps you dumb yeah. it keeps you pacified yeah it it's, you. A, it's a passi- literally what my book is basically about the, in, the I, I don't use that word yeah. but literally what the argument i'm making yeah. in my book is that we're so spent in our careers we haven't got the time to think about doing anything else. You cannot, you not, you cannot, you cannot have meaningful conversation because yeah. you're so spent. Yeah. You can't contribute to society because you're so spent. Yeah. You can't create. You can't do anything because you're so spent in your career. You haven't got time to deal with anything. And exactly nine to five. Who created nine to five? Why does every job need eight hours? Yeah. Why does it need to be forty hours a week? Why? Why does every job need this this particular come into the office and then do this all day long? And it's just it's just Let, nonsense. Why can't you start? Why can't you start work when you start work? Why can't no. you start work whenever you feel like starting work and finish whenever the work's done? You know, uh, I'll tell you something really interesting. You know, we're gonna have to wrap this up very soon. We've got about three minutes left, but I'll just to wrap it up very quickly. I'll give you I'll give you wrapping up words as well. But um, uh, just um, you know, like if you go back about say three hundred years. Do you know men only used to work about three months of the year? Mm. So you would work about three to four months. You'd make all the money that you need for the entire year. And that would be it. The rest of the time you'd be doing like helping build the church and... Uh, Living but, life. Yeah. You'd be doing all these other things. Contributing. Yeah, now we have to... We have to now it's like... Two weeks even, holiday. You don't even get three months off in the year. <laughs> like, it's the complete opposite. It's a, it's um it's chained, you know. Yeah. P- people are chained, yeah, chained. Chain, yeah. in, you know exactly. It's a capitalist cock keeps going. Yeah. It's a, s- a system you've got to see through. Mm. Islam is a solution. Yeah. And Islam ensures equity, yeah. equity of trade, mm. equity of transactions. Even non-Muslims are catered for. Yeah. They pay jizya, mm. a tax for mm. the protection. Mm. Is Muslim Spain thrived, mm. economically thrived. Mm. Muslim West Africa thrived, mm. Kingdom of Niger, mm. Mansa Musa, richest man who ever lived. Mm. It thrived. Mm. You know, Middle East now, mm. it's got so much wealth. Mm. If Islam was there, there'd be mm. no poverty in the world. Mm. Mm. But, uh, you know, let's hope um, people do take on the last message. And uh, let's, hope, let's hope we can go back to our fitra in masculinity and femininity as well. I mean, I mean. Any, do you want to say any other final parting words? We've got, we've got about a minute left. Okay, so parting words is, uh, yeah, masculinity, you know, it's, it's yeah. all-encompassing. Yeah. Be in shape, yeah. mentally, physically, mm. spiritually socially economically mm. be in shape mm. and the the best blueprint for masculinity mm. is the greatest man of all time prophet muhammad peace be upon him yeah he embodied that in every in, in every way he was a statesman a warrior a husband a father mm. um so yeah, uh, yeah. peace be upon him